RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. South Australia has benefited from significant medical developments in recent times, including the Royal Adelaide Hospital and the South Australian Health and Medical Research Institute. Who better to explain than Dr Phil Worley, Chair of the RAC's South Australia State Committee? Among the many tasks at hand includes relocating the home of the State Committee and the establishment of the Centre for Education and Engagement. Dr Worley is a South Australian general surgeon with special interests in general, laparoscopic and hernia surgery. First, Heather Dawson asks him where his interest in surgery began. I didn't actually see myself as being a surgeon when I was going through medical school. I actually found some of my surgical trainers slightly imposing and um, intimidating, I think might be a good word for it. And actually, during medical school, I thought that I'd probably end up being a proceduralist because I did like the procedural side of medicine, but probably as a, a general proceduralist as a, in the country as a GP proceduralist. And so that's the way that I focused my training uh, through medical school and after medical school. So what led you then to surgery? It's a little bit of a, a roundabout journey, but um, basically I trained myself to be a rural GP doing procedures such as obstetrics, um, some anaesthetics and also involved some emergency medicine training. But then just as I was coming to the end of my training, I had a friend who was a surgical registrar and he recommended that perhaps if I wanted to do some procedural training in surgery, I could visit the UK. That led to uh, my wife and I leaving and going to live in Taunton in Somerset in the United Kingdom. And we actually ended up spending two years there because while I was over there, I got offered a job back in Clare, the Clare Valley, beautiful part of South Australia, to come back as a, a GP surgeon. So I decided I'd do another year of training and then come back and work as a GP surgeon. Interestingly, within six months of starting work as a GP surgeon in Clare, two things. One is I realised that probably I wasn't going to get as much surgery and procedures as I hoped. Secondly, there wasn't a great sort of support program in place at that stage to do with GP surgeons and the surgical college. And I felt really that I wanted to give my patients the full benefit of uh, full training. So I decided, along with my wife, she was the wise person. She said, if you don't go back now and do the training, five years you'll probably be bored and you'll be too old. So let's go back to town now. So I went back to town in Adelaide and um, got into surgical training. And then actually during my surgical training as an advanced trainee, I enjoyed the time in the UK so much that we took our family back to the UK and I spent a year in Bristol as part of my advanced training. Right. And finally came back to Australia. Came back to Australia. Um, I also did a, a term in Darwin, which uh, is like another country, a completely different country to South Australia. Really enjoyed that time and actually that's where one of my uh, mentors, I'd, I met um, one of my mentors there that I've looked up to and followed um, for a long time since then. But also, yes, was fortunate enough to uh, get a job in Adelaide after passing my fellowship and um, have stayed in Adelaide ever since. Have you always been um, highly involved with the college? 
No, not really. Um, when I was a trainee, the college was sort of the institution that um, that I paid my training fees to and I did some what we call long course tutorials to help us prepare for the fellowship exam. And in fact, you know, my involvement with the college was really uh, those things and then sitting the final fellowship exam and I can remember a colleague uh, upon receiving their college tie after passing the fellowship exam, he remarked to me, oh, look, I finally got something free from the college. I actually (laughs) said to him, "Uh, that's the most expensive tie you'll ever buy. Uh, I then, um, my involvement after my fellowship, um, I was a keen golfer and uh, I was asked whether I'd take over organising the uh, South Australian Surgeons versus Physicians Golf Day and I did that for several years and that was enjoyable and I got to meet the South Australian office staff and see how things ran and I guess got a little idea as to what was going on in the college. Also at my public hospital appointment at Modbury Hospital, I was involved in a lot of uh, teaching and training of medical students, uh, rural GP surgical trainees, but also the advanced uh, trainees in general surgery and non-accredited trainees. And through that, I became a hospital supervisor of training. So that's associated with what we call the um, General Surgeons Australia, which also is connected to the college as well. So I guess I had an exposure to the college through all of that work. And it was then later on, um, as the sort of medico-political landscape was changing in the north of Adelaide, that I was asked to come on to the state committee to provide an insight as to what was going on at what's called Narlan, which is the Northern Adelaide Local Health Network. And that's how I got onto the state committee. And now you're a chair. Yes, sometimes you don't step back quickly enough and everyone else does step back and you're left stepping forward and that's <laughs> how I probably became chair of the state committee which is it's a great honour. It's also uh, has uh, some responsibilities and quite a bit of work associated with it and yes, I'd have to say I never saw myself as being in that position but um, I've certainly enjoyed it and it's rewarding but there's you know quite a bit of work uh, associated with it. I think most people in South Australia wouldn't actually realise either what the state committee does or as chair of the state committee what those responsibilities are. I've seen really my job, there's a couple of issues I think that are facing the state committee at the moment and during my two-year term I hope to address those. The two main issues that uh, we're heavily involved with We're having to relocate the home of the South Australian Fellowship, the State Committee Office. For the last 20 years, we've been fortunate to have the use of a beautiful building in North Adelaide. And um, due to its age and it needing a lot of upgrading, expensive upgrading to bring it up to state and national standards for disabled access, etc., plus the college uh, nationally has made a decision to divest itself of property, they have decided that we are going to need to sell this state committee building. So we figure that we needed to be proactive and find a place that was going to be appropriate for the home of the SA Fellowship. But if I can just digress, the second issue that I think um, was very important, and it comes back to relate to that first one, is that I think um, there is a bit of a disconnect between the fellowship and the college and a bit of a sense of irrelevance of the college and I found that a real concern. So I think that we need to try and reinvigorate that relationship between the fellows, the trainees, the international medical graduates and the college. And I'm hoping that 
at least one way that we might be able to kill those two birds with one stone, so to speak, is by creating a new, um, what I'm going to call the centre for education and engagement in a, a new building, new location, and a building that fellows and trainees and IMGs feel a part of and feel welcome to. And we'll be uh, using that building for all of our symposia, our meetings, uh, social events, workshops, um, skills uh, learning workshops, and all of those sorts of things that often now we have to hire out other rooms or hotel rooms or function rooms, those sorts of things. But I'm hoping by having this new state committee office, the new Centre for Education and Engagement, it will actually reinvigorate the relationship between the college and the, the fellows, trainees and IMGs. Dr Worley, there have been some big reforms in our South Australian policy um, in the last few years. So how does South Australia compare with other Australian states and territories and New Zealand? Look, I think South Australia shares quite a few similarities with other states, territories and New Zealand, uh, obviously a sovereign country in its own right. I think there's pressure on health funding. We are developing more and more expensive treatment options and we have to evaluate benefits versus costs of those healthcare options. There's also workforce issues. I think, especially in Australia, maybe not so much in New Zealand, but there's a deficiency of surgeons and surgical services in rural areas and we're going to need to address that with definitely focusing on our selection and our training of trainees and perhaps also supporting uh, GP proceduralists. I think um, we need adequate training positions, both in terms of number of positions and experience obtained in those positions. Workplace laws are having an impact on training opportunities and it may require longer training programs in the future to gain the necessary experience. But specifically in South Australia, um, we're currently trying to emerge from what I would describe as the dark days or the impact of the previous government's transforming health agenda, which unfortunately took a high toll on surgical services across South Australia. It actually led to the closure or downgrading of two very efficient surgical services, both in the north and the south of Adelaide. And this has led to um, some severe problems as far as waiting list blowouts and uh, the ability to be able to provide adequate surgical services to different parts of Adelaide. I'm very pleased that uh, through being able to work with the new health minister and through their uh, policy that they've actually um, been uh, putting resources into not just reopening but um, also reconfiguring the way surgical services are delivered and so hopefully we'll be able to leave that sort of dark time behind us and uh, uh, progress in the future. The other issue that you may be alluding to in South Australia is that you could say that we put all our eggs in one basket. We put over $2.5 billion into a new hospital in the centre of Adelaide. That has had, I think, more than its fair share of teething problems in its first couple of years of operation. And we really need that to work because we've got so much money invested in it. So there's a lot of difficult decisions that are being made, I guess, to try and get that working in an efficient manner. And that really is one of our big issues in South Australia at the moment. It sounds like you're going to be extremely busy, Dr Worley. Look, I get um, approaches from different 
parts of the health um, sector, I guess, but in particular working with the, the minister and with SA Health. We are advocates for surgical standards. We're advocates for surgical training. They are really our two main pillars of, of the college's involvement in health policy, I guess. And as long as the standard of surgical health delivery is kept high and the standard of surgical training is kept high, then we've done our job. Now, you've mentioned the Royal Adelaide Hospital. What about the South Australian Health and Medical Research Institute? Well, we're actually very fortunate in Adelaide to have established over the last five or six years um, what we are calling a health precinct, which with the Royal Adelaide is the centre of it, I guess, but there's also uh, medical research facilities that are co-located. And I think whilst co-location in this day and age is a good thing, but it's not actually essential anymore because we do most of our communication via the cable or wireless uh, internet. And I certainly know of people that are sitting in the same building that email each other rather than getting up and walking and talking to each other. But the fact that we've got all of these great minds working in this one area, I think actually just having these institutions is more important than their co-location. But also in Adelaide, we've opened up uh, what's called the Australian Institute of Machine Learning, and that's uh, research leading to new technology such as robotics, artificial intelligence, virtual reality. And we're very fortunate uh, to have that located in Adelaide. And I'm going to tap into some of those uh, resources by organising as part of one of the jobs I have to do as the chair is uh, to organise what's called the ASM or Annual Scientific Meeting that we're having in September and it's for Northern Territory, Western Australia and South Australia. And this year I've decided to focus that on robots and robots in surgery. Are they actually the tsunami that's going to knock everything else out of the water or are they just the next wave in a series of new technologies? And fortunately I've got the Deputy Director from the Australian Institute of Machine Learning coming along to speak. I've also got many uh, surgical fellows and trainees from different areas of surgery that have expertise and experience in robots and new technologies in surgery. So I think that's going to be a very interesting way of looking at the past, the present and the future of technology in surgery. Well, Dr Worley, you're halfway through your role as chair of the State Committee currently. Are you positive about the way forward then? Yes, yes. We've actually made some big steps forward. I was talking to you about the new premises and we're in the process and very close to actually signing a lease for a new building and we're actually using a new method, I guess, for the college. We've actually are engaging a developer who's going to develop a building for us. So we're not building the actual structure, but the developer and architect are going to do a purpose-built building for us that we hope to be the anchor tenants for for the next 10 to 20 years. So it's going to benefit both, obviously, us and the developer, but it means that we can design it so that it is able to be a multi-purpose building that is used for all of those types of um, activities that I was talking about before. And in that way, it will be a building that the fellows, trainees and IMGs of the South Australian College visit regularly and feel a part of and feel connected to. So I'm very positive about that. That has actually been a work in progress for nearly seven years. 
and a very high priority for the uh, last three years. So I'm, I'm coming in sort of towards the end of that, but I can see that we're uh, making very good progress there. I'm also positive that we've got very good people working on the committee and uh, people that are keen to be involved. And in that way, you know, hopefully we get feedback from the, the whole South Australian Fellowship and we're then able to make decisions and put their concerns to the appropriate parts of the health sector. Dr Phil Worley. The South Australia, Northern Territory and Western Australia Annual Scientific Meeting starts on the 5th of September at the Port Lincoln Hotel in Port Lincoln. More details can be found in the show notes to this episode. RAC's Post-Op Podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. You can reach the Bongiorno National Network on plus 613 9863 3111.